everyone, welcome to the Minivan Men. We got a great show lined up for you today. We're going to start out by talking about the video that went viral where the teacher at Wellesley did the commencement speech and told them basically, you're not that great. Then we're going to talk about another video that was online about a stepfather who was hitting his son with a belt because the son couldn't catch. Lastly, we're going to take some letters from our fans and we're going to end on a bright note tonight. My son did not kill the neighbor's kid again. All that on Minivan Men, starting now. Hey everybody, welcome to the Minivan Men. This is Maz Jobrani on the West Coast. Holding it down on the East Coast is Al Madrigal. Chris Spencer is on some coast. We don't know what coast. I think he's working. But he's, uh, you know, it's working, Chris Spencer, who's very difficult to get a hold of. We're both working nonstop, but when Chris is working, the world stops. Um, yeah. That's what I'm finding. I'm, I'm giving him the business about this a little bit, and this is a little uh, maybe CD story to keep track of. But I feel like Chris has been a little absent, and I know he's in a difficult spot because uh, Vanessa, his wife, went back to work, and said, but I'm gonna I'm gonna give him a hard time. He's working on a TV show. I just saw an Instagram picture of his that um, showed his parking spot. Wow, so he's actually uh, doing something where he's getting paid. Um, so he's getting I guess, paid. I guess that takes precedence over our All right, the salary we give him for minivan men. <laughs> Nothing. Um, which, by the way, uh, are you on Instagram? I am, but I don't really. I tried to use it once. I took a picture, I put it up, and then I got some comments on it. And then I realized I was just I was just getting used to Twitter, and I was like, well, I guess I take a picture and link it to Twitter. So what's with the and inst- inst- it just didn't make sense to me yet. It's just, I love it. I, I, I really, if anybody wants to follow me, I think I'm just Al Madrigal, just all together on Instagram. I really don't know how to locate that, but I'm taking pictures all over the place. I'm actually going to Mexico City tomorrow for the show, and uh, I'm going to take pictures when I'm down there. And you should then... take pictures of your uh, hostage takers tomorrow when you're in Mexico City. Yeah. That'll be great. <laughs> I really am worried about um, uh, my... I mean, I guess by the time this airs, I will have made it back safely. But um, it's we're recording this on a Tuesday night. I'm going Wednesday and Thursday, and I am a little scared. And I'm, I'm here I am half Mexican, but I'm traveling with two armed guards, and I'm going down there to cover the presidential election in Mexico, which is on their uh, voting day is on July 1st. And I, I guess I'm, with all the drug violence, I'm a little bit nervous about going down there, with every right to be. Just bring but your own drugs. You, you'll be all right. But any advice? I mean, you go to a dude very... I went to Mexico hostile. last year. I had, I had worries. I went there, and it was fine. I mean, um, all right. if you got guards, you're going to be fine. And I think hey, you'll be fine. Don't worry about it. You're going right. to be, gonna be you're gonna, fine. You're going to be all right. But now here's, so now right. here we are. We got, we got some topics I to talk about. First of all, uh, before we get one, to one of them, I have my son... And the neighbor's kid, the the two, one of one of them, well, they're basically just one of them just turned four. The other one's about to turn four. They're in the yard playing. There is no adult supervision. I have a window where I had basically told them to play in front of the window so I could see them, and now they've gone behind a wall. So I can't. I just hear sounds of them doing crazy stuff, and I'm just hoping I don't hear, hear screaming. Have you ever parented like this? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's they're think about it, they're in your backyard. It's not like I think I used to play in the street at a younger age. And it was, of course, it was a different time, but I don't think you have much to worry about. I, I think well, well, you just did yell out, "Put down that pipe." 
Yeah, well, what happened was they were they were starting to th- they when they got back into the view. It's almost like um, like binoculars. You know when like binoculars lose like you, you'll lose what you're looking at and then you got to go find it again. It's almost like that. They come in and out of of focus here. They'll go into the window. I can see them. Then they go out. So they were they came into the window where they were throwing twigs, and my son decided to pick up this big heavy piece of metal and he was pulling back to throw it. And I don't know where or who at what, but I know the the neighbor's kid was in uh, the the range of the target, and I had to yell, no. And they kind of looked at me like, what? We're throwing things. And I was like, no, that that could impale the neighbor's kid, and that's not a good way to start the summer. But um, enough of that. What about, Al, have you been following some of the stuff that's been online this week? There was uh, one thing I was telling you guys about, um, which was uh, this, uh, this teacher in high school gave the commencement speech um, and uh, at a high school called Wellesley on the East Coast. And the gist of his speech was, you guys aren't special. Even if you're one in a million, there's 7,000 more like you. And you've been told your whole lives that you're special, and everyone's said you're the best, but you're not. And I think the gist of mean, the... What do you mean 7,000 more like you? It's 7, I guess you do the 7,000 times a million gets into a billion. Is that a billion? That should be a billion. Yeah, that's a billion. Oh, seven. Yeah, yeah. It's just, so even if you're it, one in a million, that means there's seven thousand more like you. So, and he's probably what he's getting at is that kids these days are so coddled and should built up by their parents and told how you know everybody's told how great they are to build up their self confidence. And this goes back to what we were talking about in terms of the the parents giving their kids an advantage by holding them back and starting them at six years old in kindergarten as opposed to five. And just everyone's trying to build up the confidence of their kids and give their kids that extra advantage when, and then this guy comes in and is giving this uh, commencement speech saying, hey, you know all the stuff about you guys being so great? You're not that great. Yeah, and it's gone viral, and we're going to post it on our Facebook page, which is Facebook.com uh, slash minivan men. And I've seen, I, I've read little bits of it. Um, but uh, what's amazing is the controversy it's caused because some people are upset that this kid's telling, I mean, this, this teacher's telling kids they're not special. And uh, how do you feel about that, Al? Oh, I mean, I guess you can react one or two ways. Um, the kid can just go, hey, you know what? This guy's right. I'm not special. And I'm probably just going to. You know, stop trying altogether at this point. I mean, why even bother? Why even go to college? I know I got early admittance to Stanford, but I'm not even going to go because this teacher, yeah, you know, or they're going to get super inspired and then they're going to say, well, I am special and I'm going to do more than your average kid. But um, I don't even remember. Do you remember your commencement speech in high school? I think I remember. I remember one of the ones in college. You know, there's the, the, when there's comedy in there, it's great. They actually asked me to go do one at my high school, and I couldn't. I was really kind of excited to do it. But I know that Conan O'Brien had a really good one once. I think it's supposed to be inspirational. But this guy was inspirational in saying. I think he was trying to say, enjoy the process. Of- you know, don't enjoy the process. Don't try to, you know. Don't try to think that you're going to be the best and this. Obviously, strive to be the best, but you're nothing. You're not as special as the world has said. You're gonna. You're you're going to fail. That's going to happen. You know, it's like in Dr. Seuss's "Oh, the places you will see" or "All the places we will go." Which one is it? You know that book? 
It's a great yeah, book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, all the places you will go. I think that's what it's called. I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, that's one of the very few Dr. Seuss books we do not own. But I, I sort of get the reverse psychology of the whole thing. I think maybe that's what he was going for. But again, I think it was uh, probably a speech inspired by the fact that the, you know all of these parents are, have coddled this next generation. And um, what do you do that with that? I mean, are you with Dara? Are you telling him how fantastic he is all the time? Well, it's funny because um, you know my one of the big things. I, you know, I'm, I'm I'm trying to get him out there running and stuff, and we'll go out and play soccer or something from time to time. And he's not really good at handling losing yet and i'm trying to get that in his head because what he'll do even if he takes a shot even whether it's soccer or basketball when he misses it a lot of times he'll get upset oh i missed it mm. and he and, and i have to go talk to him and go hey man it's okay you got to come back and try again and the other thing i was uh i was uh doing with him was sometimes i would you know play the goalkeeper and just let him score but then sometimes i will stop it because I want him. Because on the one hand, I want him to know. Because because I know he gets discouraged if he doesn't score, but then I also want him to know that I can stop it. You know what I'm saying? I think well, it's important for them to know that. This sort of sums everything up with me along the sports thing. Is that I play Lorenzo in basketball. We put that sort of dunk hoop in our backyard and had the three point line drawn. I had a larger backyard and behind the garage put a basketball court. And you were over in the house and you saw my son loves nothing more than to play basketball back there. Yeah. So he, had, he he was challenging you to basketball and loves playing. So I told him when he beats me, I'm going to give him a thousand dollars. He so. wants nothing more than to play me, and it's difficult. I will, and he's gotten really good in the process. He practices three times a week. He goes to a practice like a sort of uh, this thing called Crown City Sports over in Pasadena. He is getting better and better and better. Apparently, he just got... Um, he was playing basketball by himself in a schoolyard, and all the seventh graders came out, and he's in fourth grade. And they all... Uh, a couple of them knew him from this Crown City basketball because they are all in it as well, and said, hey, Lorenzo, what's up? And one kid guy goes, I'll play with you, kid. And Lorenzo almost beat the guy. That's awesome. A seventh grader in a basketball game. And they were like, whoa! And all the seventh graders are around cheering for Lorenzo. So, but with the $1,000 thing, I don't let him win. I don't want to give him $1,000. What's the closest he's ever gotten? What's that? He he comes really close, but he gets really bummed out. But I'm telling you, it's made him so much of a better basketball player. Because he is working so hard to eventually beat me someday and would take that $1,000. But I block all his shots. I, you know, and he's become an amazing shooter in the process. You know what? It's funny. It, it reminds me, this reminds me of that. I mean, I, I might have talked about it, but the, but the basketball class I took Dara to and the teachers ended up being Russian. And it's funny, the mentality of the Russians, because I think part of it is the American mentality. We've really come to the... You know, people have talked about this, but like everyone gets a trophy, everyone gets a ribbon, you know, there's there's no winning, there's no scores, all this stuff. It's very American, I think, because the Russian dude in that class, he didn't mess around. Like at the end of the class, the honest truth is they gave stickers to the best players only, which made Dara just go, he was bawling. It, and it was funny in one sense, and it's made my stand up now because I talk about it, but but it still is what you're saying. It's like you got to challenge these kids or else they're going to graduate from high school and be like, what? 
You know, I, yeah, where's... Yeah, my son, my son, they were handing out participant ribbons in track, and he didn't want anything to do with it. Like, you know, he doesn't want the ribbon that everybody else gets. And he, I'm not making him hyper-competitive. I'm just... And he doesn't freak out when he loses. Kids on his soccer team break down and start crying when they lose. My son like, shrugs his shoulders, oh, well, it doesn't matter. People start crying when they lose in basketball. He doesn't really care. He, he full amount of effort, but doesn't freak out when they lose. And um, I don't know. I feel like we've done a really good job. My son is awesome. And it's a um, weird my culture. Wife again, it, it's a weird culture we've come around to that like losing is looked down upon. Like for these kids, like because they don't because they're told they're not losers. And then when they lose, I think that they somehow put so much pressure on themselves. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. Have you had to explain death to your kids at all? No, I haven't gotten there yet. Oh, not the baby, but I mean, we had a family dog die. We had this great chocolate lab that my mom and dad had named Fife, um, based on Tribe Called Quest, as Fife Diddog is in the, uh, you know. All right, anyway, so um, Fife died when Lorenzo was like six. So, I mean, it's that stuff happening. Again, like there's a lot of negative stuff that happens, and we feel like we've sort of prepared them for that. But to keep your kids operating in this bubble, I think you're totally doing them a disservice. You know, there's a lot of horrible stuff. You have to work hard, or, you know, not everything's just going to fall in your lap. Well, you're like, hey, Um, hey, uh, son, Fife lost that game. He just lost. Yeah. Hey, listen, uh, uh, let's Let's uh, take a break. What's that? Let's take a break. Let's take a break. We'll be back. Yo, this is Chris Spencer. I know you guys are listening to us. You're laughing and you're you're telling everybody about us, but we need you to rate it. So when you go on iTunes, rate us. Go down to where it says comments and say, hey, I think you're groovy. Hey, welcome back to the Minivan Men. This is Maz Jobrani on the West Coast, Al Madrigal on the East Coast. Um, we're also on Twitter. We're on Facebook. We're everywhere. So uh, do send us more uh, letters at uh, minivanmen at gmail.com. Send us emails with comments. Um, and uh, and also find us at, at, at Al Madrigal, at Maz Jobrani, at the Chris Spencer. And I'm going to talk about it, but we're officially joining forces with other podcasts. We've got a couple of people. We're joining forces with Bill Burr. He was a guest, and uh, he's a good, good friend of mine, good friend of Mazda, good friend of the show. Um, Bill Burr has a Monday morning podcast. Tom Segura and his wife, Christina Polinski, have a podcast called Your Mom's House. And Ari Shafir has a show called The Skeptic Tank. And we're also going to join forces. We're all joining forces with um, uh, Jimmy Dore, who has a show that he does called The Comedy and Everything Else. So um, what does that mean? We're just sort of forming a podcast network. This is the very first you've heard about it. We're going to be adding about five or six more, hopefully, in the next couple of days. So um, it's very exciting stuff. Good stuff happening. Um, Good stuff happening. Now... Speaking of being online again, and so th- I guess I must, I must have been read. I, I guess I've been looking online. I, I, you know what happens is I got the, the stupid iPhone. I love it, but it's. St- I was saying this, man. I, I'll check my mail, email, then I'll, then I'll just like you know scroll over and check my Twitter, then I'll scroll back and check my Facebook, then I'll scroll over and do CNN and then my New York Times, 
and then I'm back to the email. It's it's constant. And so, so I So you're having the same problem I am. I have to take my phone out of my hand and put it away somewhere if I don't want to be distracted by it because I'll do you one better. I'm playing scramble with friends with so many people. Oh, it's addicting. And and uh, do you do you do you check it while you're in the urinal peeing? I check it everywhere. That's when I like to check it. Like I'll check it. I'm checking it all over the place. Like you know what's I don't what, even this, need this, to be checking it. This is when I realize it's like really getting out of control because you know part of it is you know we a lot of times people go oh, I'm doing it for work. I'm doing it for work, right? So I was actually in a meeting with my manager today. He's he, that's the person that like would get in touch with me if any work comes in from anywhere. He's the one. He's the guy. That, he's the guy. So I'm in a meeting with him and I'm checking my phone. I'm like, he can't be sending me messages. I'm right here. So it's it's, it's just so we we just naturally want to look down at it and it is an awesome device. This is what I say to people that are looking at it in the show. I'm like, they are incredible. I want to look at my phone. I haven't checked my phone. I'm using it as a recorder right now and I put it in airplane mode. I can't wait to check it when I get off stage. Like I totally get what you're doing. Yeah, it's crazy. You're right. You're right. When now. you turn it off, you're right. When you turn it off, you can't wait to turn it on and look at the numbers. You're like, oh, I got 10 messages. You know? And Twitter, and uh, you know, as a comic, I have Twitter, I have Facebook, I have three pa- Facebook pages, the Minivan Men page, my personal page, and then my fan page. I have all this crap. I have my Instagram. Again, I'm playing Scramble with Friends. I've got a lot of phone fake business, and I'm putting that in quotes. I just shouldn't, I don't want to be checking it at all. I want to learn how to break myself of my phone. Um, you know what it is? I'm telling you, I was, I was going in circles the other day, and I realized I'm going nowhere. I'm just going from one to the next to the next. I go, this is like modern-day masturbation. You just sit there and play with it over and You're just sitting there. You're like, I'm doing, what am I doing? You waste time. But I do come across videos, like I was saying the one video earlier we talked about, and another one I just saw. I don't know if you just saw this, Al, or not, but some guy was beating his kid with a belt um, because the, they were playing catch with a baseball. It was a step... Which my dad used to threaten us with all the time, but never busted it out. He used to could bring us over to the drawer where it was and show it to us. Well, you know what's amazing is because my mom used to hit me with hangers when we were kids. You told us that. Yeah. That's so but, crazy. But, but, but not like in a mommy dearest kind of way, but like, you know, it was, it was kind of accepted. We were, you know, we knew we were like runts and messing around, so she'd just come chase us and hit us. But here's what was crazy is... Getting hit is one thing. Watching another kid get hit, it makes you Brutal. so angry. And this guy, the the neighbor who was videotaping it, it's online again. We're, we'll post it on our Facebook page. Uh, what is the video? Well, how can so I? So the see video that? is. It was on CNN. If you just go to CNN, or even if you go probably to Google and just say, uh, "Man caught beating his stepson with a belt." Put that in. Um, this okay. this neighbor catches the the. the you see the neighbor with a video camera, probably like a flip phone or something. He's like, hey, hey, stop it. And the dad's like, what? And he's like, stop doing that. And the dad's like, dad says something like, um, how do you know what I'm doing? And he goes, I've been watching you. That's I'm calling the police or something like that. And the, and the father gets in trouble. But watching it, because it's not like the son's crying or anything. They're playing catch with a baseball. And I think the son like, you know, doesn't catch right or doesn't throw or whatever. And this, dad, this dad's obviously uh, a numbnut. And he actually, the dad ends up being, I think he's in like, He's like on the city council or something. He's some sort of elected official. So it gets even oh, yeah. worse. It does make you furious when your kid won't catch a ball. Yeah, it does. Make, it does make you furious. <laughs> well, you know what's funny? You know, I've had, I mean, we've both had like, I mean, I've had experiences with my son recently where I'm like trying to get him to do something, like put on his clothes in the morning and he'll come out with like the underwear on the head 
Yeah. And he's having a blast. But I'm like, we're late for school. And like party was like, I am, I'm, lu- first of all, we're, lu- we're lucky we don't li- He's lucky we don't live in an era where hitting is accepted. And also we're lucky that I'm not some like, you know, crazy drug addict or something. Because I, I could see how people lose it. You know what I'm saying? Um, how are you going to get to your kid to learn how to catch a ball if you don't hit him? That's true. That's exactly how. Um, <laughs> I never used to like playing catch with my dad because he would take it. So my dad would never hit me or anything, but um, again, he would show us the belt. But he was just so serious about it. It, get, it made me not want to play catch and football. Like He really wanted me to play i don't know i guess he really was you know so into it that um me throwing it the right way and all the mechanics of it yeah you know what that stuff that that stuff definitely can backfire that stuff can definitely i've seen it even with dara before where um where i will uh you know i'll i'll I'll, hold on one second guys can you go inside to preetha please go inside tell preetha go yeah yeah go tell preetha she'll take you home okay hold on the neighbor's kid wants to go home <laughs> and yes. Dara doesn't they want live next door. Dara doesn't want him to go home. Hold on. Dara, guys, would you please go tell Preetha, please? Go. Um, <laughs> um Can they hear me? Yeah, yeah. Um but basically the uh the I, I've seen it before with Dara because I really want him to, you know, be into some like soccer and whatever. But I but exactly what you just said, I try not to overdo the technical stuff because I know exactly what you just said. The kids hate that. So I have made a point not to do that with my son. I just, we throw the ball. I teach him how to do it. Golf is a little hard. We go and hit golf balls. I get frustrated because he has potential to be so good at golf. Yeah. But you know, ultimately it's like, it's about making it fun for him. I think you got to find that way. Yeah. I don't even want to play golf with him. Like uh, that's, I don't know really what I'm doing with golf, but it, um, I know how to stand. I know how to hold it. Did you read the Andre and Agassi book? No. Oh, my God. Uh, listeners, pick up the book Open by Andre Agassi, one of the best biographies I've ever le- read. And and part of it is about how he hates tennis because his dad used to take those tennis machines and he would soup them up and he would have them hit like 1,500 balls a day. And the guy just hated it. But the dad made him do it, and, and he like has a resentment of his father. He's got a resentment for tennis. But, you know, he ended up being the champion, you know, a champion, I should say. But still, I mean, it's like at what price, you know? And, and he does seem like a really good guy, actually, now. But, 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 the, but the, uh, the things he went through and for him to come out on the other end in a positive way is kind of a miracle, you know? So you look at this poor kid who's getting whipped by his dad for not catching a ball. You think that kid's going to go and love playing baseball? I don't think so. Uh, and also stepdad. Ugh. Oh, it's horrible. And but and now and if any if anybody's a stepdad, we should really try to have a stepdad on. That's a good idea, definitely. Because that's got to be tough. Yeah, yeah. You got to win the kid over, and then and then hit him with a belt. Yeah. <laughs> oh, horrible. So um, I do the same thing with Lorenzo. Like when we go, we go on these football walks, and we'll take the dogs out, and we'll bring a football, and I hold him, you know, with one hand, and we just. We, he loves to do it because we have a great time. We, we just toss the ball. I give him a hard time if he doesn't catch a lot of the stuff, but mostly in a ribbing sort of way that I'd give a, you a hard time yeah. if you weren't catching it either. And he knows I really don't care. So, um, well, it's, it's also interesting. It's, it's also interesting that we live in a time where 
this kind of stuff. Like I was thinking the other day, this is the first generation that's really growing up on online on video at all at any given moment. Like someone down the line could be like in the future, he could be like, if he wanted to, you know, recap his 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 past, he could be like, oh, there's that video of my dad beating me. Like oh, I don't have a video gosh, of my mom hitting me. You know, I I could talk about it, I could laugh about it, but. uh but it's it's an it's an amazing world we're living in where things like this happen and you see it and you're disgusted by it, and whereas everyone has a camera phone, also you can't get away with anything. If anyone's getting it, contemplating trying to do something, just don't. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, you should be on your best behavior for a number of reasons, but also if it if this is what it takes, someone is filming you. Yeah, and. Uh, Bobcat Goldthwait has this great line about how we were so we were worried about Big Brother. You know, the government is watching everything, and the government is watching us. No, we're watching us. Yeah, the government has gotten us to do it for them. Yeah, we are doing it. Anyway, it's pretty. Crazy. Uh, let's take a break and let's uh, go through some mail because we asked for some mail and uh, everybody delivered. Nicely done. Guys, thanks for all the support. Make sure to go to Facebook and go to our page under Minivan Men and like us there. You can also find that page by going to our website, minivanmen.com, and clicking on the Facebook link. See you on Facebook. Hey, everybody. We're back on Minivan Men. This is Maz Jobrani, West Coast, Al Madrigal, East Coast, back again. Jorge Jorgi over here on the, the sound engineer, the man, the myth from Guatemala. Um, we uh, wanted to read some uh, some of your mail because we love getting it. Please keep writing us. It's uh, minivanmen at gmail.com. Send us your ideas, your comments, uh, donations if you want to. Whatever you want, just send it to us. We'll, we'll figure that out later. Everybody's doing just fine, but um, we do have expenses. And, uh, yeah, we'll, t- we'll, <laughs> we'll hit you up for donations at some point, but not, not now. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I, I, I suppose if you could... Anyway, um, we heard from a lot of people. I guess we were sort of complaining that we hadn't gotten any mail. And it was sort of sad. And then we just got a, a bunch of mail. It was, it was actually quite nice. So um, let's see. Uh, you know, I can start with um, somebody loves the music. That's uh, our friend, uh, Gabriel um, is uh, wondering where the music came from. That music was custom made by my neighbor in Eagle Rock, who is in a great, great band called the Submarines. They had an Apple commercial come out. But um, Filipino he Frank? actually made that for us. Who was it? Filipino Frank? No, it was. It was um, his name is John, and his last name is Dragonetti. And he is one of two people in the band called the Submarines. And they had an Apple ad. Um, if you look up to Submarines, they had a huge sort of hit. Um, and he is the guy that made our music. So you can't buy that exact song, but you can buy other music by John Dragonetti and the Submarines. His wife, Blake, and him have a great, very cool band. Um, so look up their big hit, and you're certain to uh, recognize it because it was on TV and on the radio a lot. Beautiful. Um, so we also heard uh, from uh, Jonas Angelette. Is that right? Um, so you're talking about some germ talk, and um, 
He says, my wife and I live in Brooklyn, New York, and we seem to be the last couple that anyone knows that actually don't have any children, but are constantly around our 30-something friends who have multiple children and talk about how smart each one of the children are, what I imagine is default parenting obligation. That's sort of what we were just talking about. Mm -hmm. However, two recent incidents made me glad I am not yet a parent and forced to deal with some of the nasty but comical behavior of kids under five years old. Uh, Incident number one, we were walking around the city with our friend and her four-year-old son and two-year-old daughter. We were just walking and yapping on our way to the public library and came to a crosswalk on a typically broken, not-level sidewalk in New York. Our friend's son was one of those handcuff leash deals um, and trailing closely behind us. So, which, by the way, I'm totally against the leash the kid baby leash. You guys would never leash up over there, would you? Handcuffs are okay. Leash, no. <laughs> leash, no. So um, they look behind us to make sure he's still there while the wife is jibber-jabbering about work. We saw a lean down and lick a grassy pool of water in the sidewalk, hey. tongue and all. Isn't that disgusting? Hey. I t- quickly told our friend who snapped him up and said, Stop it, Ethan! To which the kid stayed face down into the puddle, giggling. His, that's just, this is just bad parenting. Well, you know, uh, uh, his mom charged at him, and he jumped up and finally stopped. So she was obviously embarrassed and tried to wipe his mouth off while he said he wanted to see what it tasted like. You know what it is? So, this stuff This stuff is, I, I swear, it's funny because as parents, <laughs> I think you, you've probably experienced this. You become super sensitive to germs, especially at the beginning when the baby's just born, pacifier on the ground, you know, you're gonna put that thing in a uh, in a um, what you call it uh, microwave, and you wash it, and you you know sanitize it, all that. Then as you go on and on, and you realize these kids are gonna do these things, like the now the pacifier on the ground, you know you might pick it up and like you know rub it under your arms for put a it minute. in your own mouth, yeah, yeah. put it in your own mouth, Dude, give it back to the kid, or or I saw it like, and and there's nastiness everywhere. The, the other day I was hanging out with the kids again and. And the neighbor's kid had like green boogers coming out of his nose, and I'm like, oh, oh I hate those kids. I gotta, yeah. I gotta, used to be one of my bits. Starting, oh. I I wanted to keep my kid away from those like gross full diaper kids coming at you with no shirt on, yeah. eating a popsicle. Well, I think he was just so, sick, so he had boogers, and now I'm like, now I gotta go get tissues, and because you can't, I can't pretend like I didn't see it. You know, I can't. It's disgusting. Like, so, and then this guy says he's really funny. He goes, "I was so grossed out by this kid for the rest of the day that I still can't even let him close to me when we're visiting. Fear that he has some like creep show meteor stuff in his DNA. I don't know what um, you know. I don't know, flaking out on, on me. Anyway, I guess his his question is, how do you um, parents deal with things like that? The kissing, the hugging, when you know your kid have could have touched boogers and there's butts um, before smothering you with affection. Um, first of all, it's much different when it's your kid. Yeah. And I, like I said, I'm sort of a germaphobe, so me and my wife are keeping our kids' faces clean. I've been over your house. Your kids' faces are clean. But there's some kids and parents that just don't care that are walking around all jacked up. I mean, my wife even goes as far as I think has spare outfits stashed in both cars in case something comes up where we can't go home and change. Like, we want our kids to look sort of tight at all times and be clean. My wife has wipes everywhere. Wipes are... How many pair, How many sets of wipes do you think you have around oh, the house? Oh, wipes galore. Are you kidding me? Wipes, <laughs> uh, Purell. But you know what? I got to tell you, Al, it's funny because, again, I'm going to go to a societal thing because I totally... I mean, I'm down with it, and I've, I think I've become even more... 
closer to a, a germa, germaphobe. Like I'm washing my hands all the time. But but there was a movie called Babies. Did you see Babies? Yeah, yeah. We were just talking about it. With the San Francisco baby was like the worst. San right? there. So basically, for those the people that haven't seen it, it's a, it's a documentary. They should rent it. It's uh, these filmmakers go and they film a San Francisco baby. A Tokyo baby born in Tokyo, baby born in San Francisco, Mongolian baby. Yeah. One in Mongolia, one is I think is Zambia, and the and the Zam the one in Zam the the San Francisco baby and Tokyo baby are city babies. They're in the car seat facing backwards, you know, Purell hand wipes, all that stuff. Mongolian baby gets picked up at the hospital slash tent where he was born. The father shows up with a motorcycle. He has his two year old toddler in front of him. He's got his pregnant wife behind him, and she's got the baby wrapped on the back. I mean, it's ridiculous. And then the Zambian baby is doing exactly what our writer, what the fan wrote in. The Zambian baby at one point is licking water from the puddle, and the mothers are sitting there just looking at the baby and laughing. They're like, ah, look at the baby. Look at the baby drinking the water. And it's funny because these kids all survive, and it's all good. So, I mean, I think there's... I think there's a middle ground. I mean, I don't want to go kiss and hug a baby who's got green boogers coming out of their nose. But I also, like, you know, I've been to the park and the baby's got, like, just today our girl was home and she had, like, she had, like, brown spots all over her pants because of mud. And Preetha thought thought it was poop and let's change it. I was like, it's just mud. The kids let them be, you know? So there's a middle ground. Yeah. You don't have to be crazy about it. And, um... Anyway, this this guy, incident number two, Jonas in Brooklyn says, same kid, he sees, I'm going to try to clean this up, just itching his butt. And he goes, it's itchy. And his mom's yelling at him. And he's basically saying he wants baseball mitts and motorcycle helmets to keep himself away from these kids. But again, it's when it's different, it's your kid and... This this actually this mom sure sounds like a good bad mom. Yeah, and the, and the kid and, <laughs> like, and the kid sounds pretty dirty. Yeah, it's a dirty little kid. Dirty little kid. And I don't blame you for not wanting. I think you should get new friends, Jonas. The advice because they have a crappy little kid. There's good babies and bad babies. And then DAA Ahern, I'm going through all these since we asked for him. He asks, he just says, hey, man, I just wanted you guys uh, to know I'm a big fan of the show. And this is also from my friend. He probably doesn't even think I remember him, but I'm calling my friend. Uh, Gabe Mariani, and he listens to the podcast out of Philadelphia. We met when I did um, Jesse Thorne's Max FunCon, and he's one of the, pretty much the only guy I remember from that um uh, we had lunch a couple times or dinner, and um, we uh, went to Jesse Thorne, who's also another friend of the show. He um, has his own podcast called The Sound of Young America, and Jordan and Jesse Go, and uh, Jordan Jesse Go, not Jordan and Jesse Go. But anyway, he um, sort of writes in and uh, is excited for when you come to Philly. And uh, is suggesting that we have Greg Barrett on the show, who is a friend of mine from San Francisco, and Jesse as guests. Um, so anyway, yeah, um, we could. Uh, uh, those are people we could have on. And um, Gabe is a big, big fan of the show, and he listens all the time. Uh, so that's Gabe Mariani is writing in. Any other questions? We- let's, let's let's end it on a question because we got to wrap it up here. So let's get us with a, another question. All right. No, I'm I'm going to mention everybody's names and then I'll do one okay, question go for because it. we had uh, I forwarded you that email about 
Um, there's a woman that works in a neuro laboratory in Singapore that listens. Uh, yeah. Her name is, forgive me if I mess this up, but it's a Mangarei Karasi. Mangera Karasi. I don't know why. Raja Krishan. Krishnan. And um, she was listening. Are you going to come to Maz? you going to Singapore anytime? She wants to know that. In, What's your I'll international schedule I'll be in Malaysia like? soon, but she's actually close to Singapore. I wrote her back. I might, she, might, she may have to fly out and check it out. Great. Um, and uh, then we had Helena uh, right in. She's got some advice. I'm going to end it on that. And then Richard O'Hearn and Elliot Irvin Smith uh, wrote in uh, as well. But let me end it on... Helena and Richard. She's giving travel advice. She said, I have lived at least an eight-hour flight from my family most of my life. I have two girls. Here are my tips. Dress them up in cute but comfortable um, outfits. Two reasons. They look cute, and people on the flight forgive them more. Um, Mm. Kids are happier dressed up. Nice. Cute them up as much as possible. Nice. Uh, Jello cups. It's uh, easy for them to eat and keeps them hydrated. New toys that they don't see until they get on the plane. Ooh. That's a good idea. This girl, this lady's good. She is good. These are good advice. This is good advice, everybody. Helena dropping knowledge. Um, Jello cups, right? And then new toys. Now, how do you get in the Jello cups? Is that maybe you can? I'm not sure as that goes through security, but um, anyway. Uh, new toys that they don't see. My wife would do that a lot. Brian, new books and coloring books. Um, no crayons, markers, pencils, paints, or pen. These roll around and you spend your time searching for them. Stickers. Those are your best friends. Yeah. Wow, this lady is really good. Yep. Um, write a book. I, iPad or equivalent. We do the two iPads and they love that. And probably Dara loves his videos. Mm-hmm. So he's an iPad man. Um, the last thing you need to remember that anyone who gives you a hard time about your kids is a jerk. Even if they don't have kids, they once were one. And if you believe um, that that jackass irritated the crap out of someone every day of their childhood, um, don't bother planning on sleep cycles. I mean, the kids will sleep for how long? It's totally unpredictable when you travel. And um, enjoy your flight, Helena. I love you, Helena. Traveling with kids is some good advice. Richard O'Hearn has some quality advice about me renting or buying um, with my Daily Show situation. So um, I am listening to that. Anyway, um, this is a, a great show. We love the mail. I read everything. I really appreciate everybody uh, listening. Uh, we're going to have a better message board, better tools for you guys to really sort of uh, log all this advice. And, and again, we're working on um, our stuff as much as we possibly can. And also check out the videos that we talked about today. We're going to put them up again, once again, on facebook.com slash minivanmen. Add us there, like us there, and we'll start putting up more videos of things we talk about because that's the beauty of the all internet right. now. We can balance it out with some happy stuff because I just watched that guy hit his kid with the step kid with the belt. We're going to end with a happy uh, note. Uh, the happy note is that my son finished playing with the neighbor's kid and he did not impale him with anything me- metallic. Mm. So <laughs> that's good. It's been another another and night. There was not a murder. Chris Spencer is working. Chris Spencer is working. That's, all right. All right. That's the minivan man. Thank you. Good night. All right, folks, thanks for listening. If you want to get in touch or find out more, you can go to minivanmen.com or contact us through our websites. There's thechrisspencer.com, 
mazjobrani.com and almadrigal.com. We hope to hear from you. Thanks. Thanks.